Hello. Hi. You were gone for so long. I don't know if you were ready to hop back on another um, yeah. Let's do it. Um, Skype call, but I was just like... Momentum. We have um, momentum now. Yeah, just momentum. Momentum in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hi, everyone. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Richard. Welcome to Streamiversity, a nine-minute podcast rooted in appreciation for the podcast Streamiverse. We are all in on studying up on everything Streamiverse. From their Quibi fan podcast to Spike podcast, we'll cover their journey and more. Here's what's happening on Streamiversity today. Hi, my name is Craig Hanks, and I am the host of the Reviews.org YouTube channel, where for the last few years I've been doing a lot of news and reviews on streaming services. All right, thank you, Craig. And let's start part two of the interview with you. Yeah, so yeah, it was disappointing. Um, I was... I, I was never like, I was never thinking that this was going to absolutely be disruptive and the greatest thing ever, but I saw the potential there from the CES presentation. So I was very excited about it uh, to see what it would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the moment I got my hands on it, I kind of felt like it fizzled. And mm-hmm. it's, I still think they have an interesting concept. I think that their selling points are all wrong. Um, but the idea of the idea of turnstile and the things that you could do with turnstile and the, the whole mobile only, um, uh, you know, idea, it has something there. So give it another year or two or three or something and see if they figure anything out. But I don't think the investors are going to be happy until then. Well, and if, um, I could put you back in that moment when you're sitting at CES and you're watching this presentation. It sounds like, you know, they made a pretty good presentation about Quibi. Um, If you could also just think back to all the other presentations you were hearing at CES uh, this year. So, you know, other platforms, new technology coming out. Where did Quibi kind of rank in comparison to everything else that was happening at CES this year? You know, it, it ranked pretty high because they had the new concept. Essentially, what I'm going to come back to a lot is Turnstile, where um, they they had a new idea of mm-hmm. how you could use people's phones to deliver content. It wasn't just, um, you know, it wasn't just, it's Netflix on your phone. Like, I've already got Netflix on my phone. So I was really intrigued by that. If I go to, like, other presentations most of the time like you go to panasonic and it's this one hour presentation about all of the not new stuff that they're coming out with this year nobody cares it's not interesting um there were a couple of interesting ones tcl is putting out their first mobile phones this year and so i you know i was excited for that because i love their tvs but um but mostly the uh at ces what you're going to get if you go year after year you see incremental changes it's not very often that you see something that is like mind blowing and is going to be available soon. And mm-hmm. so Quibi, when I saw it, it ranked highly. It was the thing I was most excited about because it was different and new and it seemed like it could be a potential leap forward. Yeah. Well, and this week on Streamiverse, Danielle and Rob, the host of Streamiverse, they interviewed Steve Mallory, who is the creator and the writer for the Quibi show flipped. And when he was talking about his whole process of meeting with Quibi, he had this this idea for the show flipped. And when he met with 
folks over at Quibi and heard about this turnstile technology, he really took that as an artistic challenge and really was trying to think, how can I use this turnstile technology to really amp up my storytelling? Um, he said this was an existing idea he already had. He pitched it a couple other places and Quibi said, yeah, let's do it. It sounds like to me, though, that's one of the few examples of a show that really has embraced the creative challenge, you know, for people that are writing and directing and coming up with new concepts. Um, I, and are there any other shows that have really risen yeah. to that challenge on Quibi? Not that I've seen, but I, I was frustrated enough with it after the first week that I kind of gave up on it. So mm -hmm. I fully acknowledge that I, it's not like I've seen everything on Quibi. And so, you know, if, if somebody wants to comment about, you know, something else that takes great advantage of turnstile, I'd love to hear it. But the, the example that I kind of go to, um, was, uh, uh, punked, mm. right? Chance mm -hmm. the rapper punked. And what they did was at least kind of interesting where, when it was in landscape mode, it just looked like a regular TV show. And then when he flipped it into portrait mode, there were times when they would give you two different perspectives, uh, you know, kind of one stacked on top of the other. Yeah, and yeah, so like a split see, screen kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's an easier way to put it. A split screen format where you've got one perspective on top and then, you know, Chance the Rapper is reacting down below in real time at the exact same moment. Like that was that was kind of fun, but it wasn't used to great effect, but no. at least it was something. Well, and right. with, with the show Flipped, I know he was saying that... Um, he had all these Easter eggs. So if you flipped it vertical for certain things, you're going to get a different view and horizontal, you'll get a slightly different view. And they play with this idea of when, when they're filming their fake uh, remodel TV show, you know, you could see the process by flipping it back and forth, mm -hmm. but problems with the shooting schedule. He said, we had to shoot these twice as fast, if not faster than a film or a TV show. Usually um, films, and we're trying to be innovative with this turnstile. So how do you take less time but add more features? And so he added where he could, but ultimately if they don't give the creative team enough time to be creative, I think that's a fail. Oh, no, absolutely. And also you run into the problem of FOMO. And one of the things that I do not want to miss out on is uh, all these fun little Easter eggs and stuff. And so suddenly we've got the, we've got turnstile which is a cool idea and is a lot of fun but it's like oh well, oh crap am i in the wrong mode and suddenly right. you have to watch okay great it's only 10 minutes but you have to watch it twice yep right and and if you want to see everything you got to watch it twice well i'm not going to watch it twice and so i'm just not going to start it to begin with yeah i think that's a that's a really good point and it makes me think of netflix has tried a couple of times basically this choose your own adventure um format most recently legally they can't say that but it is what it is right but we all we all know we all went to that book fair uh back in elementary school so most recently they did it with unbreakable kimmy schmidt i will say what was enjoyable about that was i was like i'm already along for the ride and at least the way they structured this unbreakable kimmy schmidt which it's supposed to be the finale of of the entire series is if you went down the wrong path, I was only out a couple of minutes of my time and um, someone in character, but would straight up, you know, break the fourth wall and speak to me as the viewer and say, oops, you made the wrong choice. Everybody's dead. 
we're going to rewind for you. Darling, you made the wrong choice. You're going to have to start over with that kind of voice. Yes. But Sorry, that was, was very this the in- Jewish grandmother in the room or something? <laughs> L- Lillian, Lilith, Lillian, what's her name? Um, oh, shoot. No, I'm, I'm blanking. Lillian. I think it's Lillian. Yes. <laughs> I'll fact check myself. Her voice is very raspy. <laughs> Richard is working on a one-man show where he does every character of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but he refuses to learn their characters' names. Yeah. So he just goes, you know, I'm that one. I'm the, the hair. I'm the guy that Titan, you know, the dude he has, you know, the thing and the face. Titan, A.E. Richard is trying to make the most frustrating one-man show in the history of live theater. Yes. Even people will pay. <laughs> But do you know what you don't have to pay for? Tomorrow's class at Streamiversity. I'm afraid we're going to have to talk about these legally not choose-your-own-adventure stories tomorrow. Please tune in. Thank you for listening. Part 3 of Craig's interview. Tomorrow. Oh no, there's the bell. Streamiversity is over for today. But we're going to be back here every weekday as long as Streamiverse is putting out episodes. Rate, subscribe, and share with your favorite Streamiversity scholars.